We have music. Nice. Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman. Man, I tell you what, I am excited. <laughs> We're at the uh, Buck and Bass booth, but I'm pulling people in that I know. And I've actually known uh, Jacob for a long time. Uh, and Probably so eight plus years. I would say we used yeah. to go do some things in uh, Key West, beautiful, beautiful area. But we are in Tulsa. Tarpon Sniper. Yeah, and uh, we uh, there's a story uh, down there too. But uh, uh, we are here, um, even though we're at the uh, Buck and Bass booth, we are uh, actually at the Expo, and uh, you have a booth. Yeah, you have a booth that's just right over there, massive. Has all these units. Everyone drools when they walk by, and I don't blame them because it is a pretty booth i'm not gonna lie dude you have all the toys <laughs> the greatest toys everything and, you could want to play with on the water and more that's right and so, so uh tell them jacob what is actually your title not just going out so, and having fishing it, isn't your title it, exactly my i'm i'm with lawrence and my job is the lawrence product expert so uh, a lot of people are like, so what's that mean? And that means I, I do expert things. <laughs> yeah, expert. <laughs> but really what I do expert. is I, I do a lot of work. I'm part of our product management group. And right. so we're the ones that come up with all the ideas and the products and think about it and then make sure it gets built and stuff like that. But um, I also have multiple roles within that. There's things I have to do. Sometimes I go out and I do tournament support at these tournaments to help right. the anglers that are fishing so that if they have an issue on their boat, during the tournament, we get it fixed and get it back on the water. Right. Um, I, so that's kind of part of marketing. I also do a lot of um, YouTube videos for our company. Um, our, uh, on our YouTube page, we have our Lawrence Tips and Tricks where right. um, we'll do things where we go out and, you know, we may talk to customer service and say, hey, what are a lot of the questions you get? What can we do to help you? What can we do to help our customer and give them this video so that they can see going through step by step how to deal with issues like that? And then, you know, if a customer calls into customer service and they have a, an issue that customer service doesn't know immediately, they'll bring it to me and either I fix it or I get with R&D and we fix it. So right. I, I do a lot of things within the company, but uh, the best thing <laughs> get to do is fish. Right. <laughs> right. We talked earlier about you uh, living in uh, Oklahoma yep. and living next to uh, Edwin and uh, getting to uh, getting to go out with Edwin. That's kind of yeah. like a perk. Like, I'd like that perk. You know, it's kind of fun when your phone rings at 7 o'clock in the morning and it's Edwin and he's like, uh, hey, you, you want to go to Lake and Fish? I'm not going to say no to that. That's right. And it's work, honey. I got I got to go to I work. Have, I have to go. It's work. Yeah, so, I love yeah, that. It, it's it's fun. It's great. You know, it's I learn a lot. I can help these anglers learn a lot. I mean, right. you know, you obviously if you're if you're watching Redcrest, you know, you see these guys are using our active target on the water and they're yep. they're just targeting those fish and and, and bringing them to the boat. So. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's fun. Let's let's uh, actually give them some education here. Okay. So let's actually tell them some stuff. Uh, you have different units, and those units are uh, price point. So people, when they're choosing their unit, can can find it. So tell us right. about the units that you have. So a lot, we go along the theory of good, better, best. Okay. So um, we have an entry level unit that's currently our hook reveal series. Um, it's uh, fairly automated. You know, there's not a whole lot that you have to do to set it up. It's it's right. pretty much plug and play. 
it's a, a standalone unit, so it's not one you're going to build a network out of. You're not going to put five or six of these on your boat like you would the other. Right. So that's our entry-level lower price point, and then we go to our better, which is our Elite FS series. Right. So when you move up to that, you move up in features, um, compatibility, things that you can connect together to it. So with our with our Elite FS, it's got an Ethernet port on it, so you can connect it to the Active Target. Or right. if you don't have an Active Target and you want to make a network, you can build a network uh-huh. uh, of a couple units on the boat. And then we right. step up to the to our best, right. which is our HDS and our HDS yeah. Live series. Right now, I mean, it is on fire. Um, these guys that are out here fishing today, you know, Redcrest. 18 of the top 20 boats have Lowrance on them. That's right. <laughs> I, th- I think that speaks to the quality of our product. Yeah. So, um, but with our HDS Live, that's, you know, that's our flagship series. That's the one you've got all of the capabilities. You can run one kilowatt transducers on it. Um, you can connect radars to it. You can connect autopilots to it. So you have all these features and capabilities. Um, or if you just want to use it as a fish finder, you can right. do that. So, I mean, you get total boat control out of this. Yeah, having the three, that really does it. Probably something that, that if you're just looking at units, something that they need to know is like transducers. Transducers are, I, I want to say they're the unicorn of, <laughs> they're the unicorn of, of sonar. It, it, like. it, it, it's the, the integral part and the bane of the existence <laughs> right. is the transducer, um, you know transducer placement is probably one of the most important things we see in boats right and you know there's a lot of times where people are like well you know it's good when i idle around but when i start running faster i can't see anything and we've actually done stuff where we've gone out on the water put a camera underneath the boat faced on the transducer and we've done videos where we show if you get it too too far beneath the bottom of the boat right the turbulence from the water actually creates an air bubble around the face of that transducer, and that's wow. why you, that's why you lose sonar yeah. contact with the bottom and things like that. Um, or if you put it on a boat, um, especially with like aluminum boats, how they have the strakes and the ribs along the bottom. Right. If you put it right behind one of those, that's going to create the turbulence too. So, you know, moving it over a few inches into that flat spot. You know, things like that. And then, like, literally, you just only need to have about this much of the transducer beneath the bottom of the boat. And a lot of people think that you have to have it way down there. Right. So, it's, and that's just on the ones that are external. Um, When you have the shoot-through holes, like, that are glassed into a lot of these guys' boats for, you know, running on pad and stuff like Uh that. um, Most of your manufacturers are really good about putting them where they need to be. But if somebody's doing it themselves... Um, it's not unusual for somebody to put it in the bottom of the boat where there's like one of the strakes or the stringers. So instead of shooting right. through the boat, they're shooting into a stringer. And so, you know, in, in that case, it needs to be moved to make it function properly. But, you know, it's transducers is the big thing because that's where you get your sonar returns. And and even talking about transducers is you have the active target. And so I know what it is, but... But tell them okay. what's the active, components. Active the components, target, yeah. because we're talking transducer, they see a lot of it, and make sure you tell them that you have a piece right. that comes with your transducer, and they don't have to buy it extra. Right. Love it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so with our active target, um, the kit that you order, it, it's um, our active target, and if you're not familiar with it, it's a live scanning sonar. So typically, 
traditionally with sonar, you have to be moving for it to work. Right. And so what this does is it the array in the transducer does the moving for you. So you don't have right. to move it around. So if I'm pointing it straight ahead, the arrays are going to fire in a way that it allows me to see the movement that's going on in front of me. Right. So that gives me the ability to pick up fish and everything out that are in front of me. Um, we can see how they react to our baits. Um, right. it, it's, it's really crazy because and frustrating because when you can see how that fish reacts to your bait but it's not biting it and you're like all right do i need to change lures you know what do i need right. to do but so that's a, a two-piece kit that's your transducer okay. and then the transducer plugs into a black box module okay and then that black box module connects to the rest of your system via an ethernet cord all right so that ethernet plugs in and gives you the ability to see it on your network and, and use it like that but you know it, it's things like that and just getting your setup it's What's the uh, power draw? So it's a separate module, so you have to have power to that, correct? Correct. So it, one of the cool things that we did with that black box is it's a 12 or 24-volt system. So if you have a 12-volt system, it'll run it. If you have a 24-volt system, it'll run it. Right. Um, but the power draw on it is um, about 1.5 um, amp hours or an 18-watt power draw. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, right. it, it's fairly minimal. So it, it's not bad, but I mean... When you combine everything on your boat that's running, you know it's still something else that's uh, that's draining. So you need to make sure you have good batteries. Good batteries. <laughs> big, big, <laughs> big, good, big, good batteries. batteries. <laughs> they don't have to be heavy. They just oh got to be big. Lithium. <laughs> I am so happy that the lithium <laughs> is coming to this market. I, I, it, it, when lithium first came out, I mean they were really, really expensive. Right. And one of the first batteries I had is from um, a company called Torquedo. Right. And it's a 24-volt yeah. lithium-ion battery. It's probably this big. It's a 105-amp-hour battery. But that one battery weighed less than a single 27-series lead-acid battery. Crazy. Uh, it was crazy because the first time I went to pick it up, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so uh, question, uh, power draw on your modular for the active target what if it's not getting enough juice? What what might happen? What might they see on their screen? Um, it, typically what happens if you're not getting um, enough juice to the module. Right. Um, it's not necessarily what you're not going to see on the screen or what you're going to see on the screen. Right. Is if you're not getting enough juice and it starts flickering on and off, okay. then your screen's going to pop up and say no source because that module's going to turn itself off and then it may turn itself back on when the juice picks back up. So... You know, typically, if you're not getting enough juice to it, it's going to say no source because it's not powering up properly. Or so even if it dicks down into that 11.8, 11.7, you're still going to have the same quality correct view image that you're having. But if your starting battery gets below that, then you'll start seeing the flickering. Yeah, stuff. when you okay. when you when you drop down when you drop down enough to affect your module, it's also right. going to be affecting your units if they're all connected right. to the same battery. Okay. So you're going to see things like. Um, if you go to start your boat, yeah, and you go to start your boat and all of your units, right, shut off, that's because there's not enough juice in the battery. Okay. Um, if you see things like you go to turn a unit on and it flash, it starts to come up and right. then it like flashes and, and shuts off, then you're you're running out of juice on the battery. Funny okay. story on that. I was doing an install on a boat, and I put the active target in, put the trolling motor on put the units on the front and I right. was fired up the units to configure it and it started to come up and then I was starting my configuration and it shut off on me 
I was like, what's right. going on? What's going on? And I've done this a million times. And I grabbed another unit, and I was like, all right, I got a problem with this unit. So I grabbed another unit, started right. to install it, and it was doing the same thing. And I was like, went to the back of the boat and uh, saw that I had 10 volts on the trolling or on, on the battery. <laughs> I was like, volts. yeah, I, it was like uh, somewhere between 10, and then it would drop down to 8, and then back up to 10. <laughs> I was like, she probably plugged this boat in to <laughs> finish up. So. You know, voltage and power is probably one of the most important things on a boat. Um, is it the most asked question when people when people are calling into the help desk? Do you think that's the number one asked question, or what's the number one asked question when they call the uh, your your uh, question your hotline? I, I, it, I, it really depends. Um, for a lot of people, though, um, and I say between calls into customer service right. and stuff that we see, you know, questions that come into us on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, with all of right. our owners groups and stuff. So there's a lot of people that are, they'll talk about how, well, my unit's acting up or it's doing this or it's doing that. And uh, nine times out of 10, we're like, all right, well, what's your voltage? You know, well, I, I, I've had my battery on the charge. I understand, but what kind of voltage are you seeing? Right. Uh, all right, I'm getting eight volts. Get your battery. They go and get their battery tested and find out they've got dead cells in their battery. Right. And then they replace their battery and they go, I haven't had a problem since. Right. <laughs> so, you that's know. The big, that's the big one. That, when, if, when people call in and I talk to people, that's the first thing I, I do when I troubleshoot is I try to make sure that we've got a good battery on the boat because, you know, it, it, without, without a good battery, you don't have the horsepower right. to run your electronics. It's just like if, if you've got an engine in your car that's got a dead cylinder, it's right. not going to run right. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, good batteries equal horsepower. So, uh, let's talk about sonar. Uh, sonar in itself, there's uh, the issue of people thinking that sonar is scaring fish. Fish can hear the sonar. They can hear that clicking noise. And so, what's your, you know, I have I have a feeling on that, but what's your feeling on that? Uh, in all honesty, my feeling is it's probably something else that spooks a fish. Right. Uh, you know, could there be a correlation between fish and, and the pinging of the sonar? Um, there could be, but in so many cases, uh, you know, especially crappie fishermen. Let's talk about crappie right. fishermen. Okay. You know, they sit over a crappie pile. They sit over the top of a crappie pile and a transducer pinging down there, and those fish stay there. So if they were really bothered by it, would they stay there? And how many years have people been using sonar over top of fish? Um, Remember the sonar that oh, you got right on top, top of fish? Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you think For about years. it, back back to 1957, the green box. You right. know, it's a little transducer you put over the side of the boat, so you are right over the, the top of them. So. 1240A flasher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that so. was uh, directly over top. Ultrasonic, uh, that's what the deal is. I'm actually writing an article about this uh, topic, and uh, it's going to be a great topic. I learned a lot. I've uh, done a lot of research on it, so uh, don't worry about it. Run your sonar all you want. It's not scaring the fish. Like but, I said, I don't, I don't feel yeah. it is. You know, and, and a lot of our professional anglers, you know, they're kind of split. It's funny because if they're deep water, they're not as concerned about it, but when they get up shallow, some of them feel right. like that, it may have more of an effect on them. Right. But, again, it's 
yeah. if you're catching them, then <laughs> they're not that affected by There's it. something more about that, but <laughs> I, you'll have to find out more. You know, do a search, and uh, on my, I'll have some articles about that. Uh, tell us, you um, a couple years ago, you decided, you know, we make the best uh, electrics. Now we got to have a trolling motor. Oh, oh, and you did. You, you, you came talking, in. <laughs> my favorite, uh, the ghost trolling motor. Right. So, um, we started developing this trolling motor a long time ago. Um, most of the guys that I work with in our group, we all fish. Right. And we sitting around the office talking a little bit, and we're like, you know, at, at the time, you're, the two things that you saw in the market were your electric steer, yep. which like a lot of the walleye guys and stuff uh -huh. used. Yep. And then you had your cable steer that the bass guys used. Right. And all of the bass guys were like, be really cool if I could do that anchor thing that that other motor does. So we kind of started working on it, looking at it. We did, you know, we did a lot of focus groups talking to right. anglers and saying, you know, all right, what do you like? What would you want? Things like that. Then we started developing it. Then we got people to look at, at what we're working on and they're like, all right, what do you think here? What would you change? You know? What would you like now? And, you know, we spent four years on the development of it because we looked at things like power, efficiency. You know, we, we, we brought out the first trolling motor with a brushless motor in it. Yep. And, you know, a lot of things revolutionized, revolutionized the industry because of that. And the greatest thing, in my opinion, is with that brushless motor, you eliminated the interference and noise in the water. So how many times with your old so uh, trolling motor, when you step on that momentary switch and your screen goes and blanks right. out, you know, w with the brushless motor, we eliminated that. Um, then, then we start talking power and efficiency, you know, 60% 60, right. 60 more efficient. Um, a little story that I can tell you on that. My personal boat, 22-foot center console. Right. Not the lightest boat on the market, right? Yeah. Um, I have a ghost trolling motor on there, and I was running, running a 24-volt battery. So, you know, obviously the 24-volt has less thrust than 36-volt. Right. We were doing an event up on Table Rock, and we were there for the week. They were using my boat as a camera boat, so I was not on my boat because I was out doing the other stuff I needed to do. Right. They used from Monday to Friday. Every night they came in, they plugged in my boat, but they didn't plug in the batteries for the drilling motor. They were just plugging in the main cranking oh, batteries. My. So we went from... Monday until 10 a.m. on Friday, they're like, yeah, the battery died on it. And I'm like, well, have you guys been plugging it in? They're like, oh, we didn't realize there was a plug for it. <laughs> so they used yeah. a 24-volt ghost pulling a 22-foot center console for an entire week on a single charge on, on a 24-volt lithium-ion battery. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that just talks to the power and the efficiency, that it could pull right. it around and not completely drain it, you know. Um, for these bass anglers, these guys that are fishing this stuff, right. that efficiency equates into them being able to come back in and plug their boat in, and instead of having to take 10 hours for their batteries to totally recharge, they may be done in three or five hours. Right. So, you know, things like that are really important to these guys. Yep. Well, there you have it. That <laughs> takes us over to uh, Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. They have a full line of hard baits, soft baits, anything you need to catch a walleye, a crappie, a bass, 
anything you want to go fish, game fish, they got one. They got a lure that, that'll work hard or soft. So make sure you check them out at picolures.com. Hey, if they wanted to find out more um, about Lawrence or uh, some of the social media, where would they go? So you can, um, Lawrence.com. And we have um, everything on there from um, being able to get a hold of customer service, download software, look at manuals. Um, Our live webinars that we've done in the past, those are recorded and stored there. Um, We have our YouTube channel. We have Facebook. uh, We have Instagram. So pretty much all of the social media outlets you can come find us on. Um, You can submit questions on Facebook. You can, you know, so. um, And if if you're interested in learning about, like, we call it our quick tip series right. on our YouTube channel. We have a quick tip series where we'll go through and tell you just how to use the equipment and break it down. So there you have it, man. Appreciate you being on the show. Long time friend. Thanks, so Brad. It's always appreciate good to have you on. It's so, always good to see you, dude. Uh, you know, of course, uh, my plug is that's what I got on my boat. Is <laughs> the rant. So exactly. it's not, I'm not biased, but, but you know, I wouldn't have it on my boat if it wasn't, you know, what I believe is is the best in the market. Exactly. So, but anyway, that's uh, that's it for now. Like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hooks sharp and your lures in the water. <laughs>